Business interests suspected as motive for Boat Avenue shooting. Hoteliers back review of tax structure. PETA's PM ambitions facing serious hurdles. And airfares may stay sky high, say industry leaders. Good morning, good afternoon, welcome back to the Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack. Delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for today's show. And before we do jump into the top four stories doing the rounds here in Thailand, don't forget to like and subscribe this video if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're listening to us on a podcast player and you'd like to listen, there's a link down below in the description where you'll find all the available podcast players. And if you'd like to support the show, if you get some value from the show, you can buy us a coffee using the link down below in in the description. Now let's jump into those four stories that are doing the rounds here in Thailand. Russian man's business interests suspected as motive for Boat Avenue shooting. Investigators believe that the possible motive behind an assassination attempt on a Russian man at Boat Avenue in Phuket could be his business interests in Phuket. The man was shot four times through the windshield of his car on Wednesday but managed to survive the attack. As of this morning, police have arrested one man in connection with the case and have obtained an arrest warrant in his name. The charges of which he was being arrested and the duration of his detention have not been disclosed. The man was apprehended on June 8th, though not on an attempted murder-related charge, but solely for overstaying his visa. At the time, Phuket Police Chief Major General Serpan confirmed in a phone conversation with the local news media that there were no formal charges against related him related to the shooting. It is unclear if this has changed since then. The suspect, a national of Kazakhstan of Korean origin, born in 1974, was arrested after police discovered that he had rented the Yamaha N-Max scooter used in the shooting. The man denies any connection to the murder attempt. The absence of formal confirmation regarding shooting-related charges had led to speculation on social media that the resemblance between the arrested man and the suspect captured by CTTV cameras at the shooting scene. Several key pieces of evidence are now in police custody, including the aforementioned Yamaha N-Max scooter, the clothes worn by the shooter and dropped near the scene, and a 38 caliber revolver with two unused rounds of ammunition found in a nearby lake. Police are yet to confirm if they're able to conduct DNA tests or similar tests to establish a connection between the arrested man from Kazakhstan and the shooting. An attack on a Phuket-based businessman from Russia whose name the police have not officially disclosed occurs at the Boat Avenue complex near Laguna, Phuket at around 11.30am on Wednesday, June 7th. Now, according to witness accounts, the attacker had been waiting at the complex on a grey Yamaha and Max motorbike with his face concealed at all times by a crash helmet. Shortly after the Russian businessman parked his car in front of the Anis Tapas and Bar, the man fired four shots from a firearm into the windshield of the vehicle. The man inside the car, identified as a 43-year-old Russian national at the time, was struck in the chest and upper arm. Despite bleeding heavily, the victim remained conscious when police and medical workers arrived at the scene. He was subsequently taken for medical care, though there has been no updates on the victim's condition from the police thus far. Investigators now believe that the motive for an attack may be related to the Russian man's business interests in Phuket, reporting Cow Phuket, which is the Thai version of the Phuket News language newspaper. The Russian 
businessman who turned 44 years old on Friday is known to be involved in the restaurant business here in Phuket. So that's a bit of an update on what's been going on. Now, sorry we haven't had a show the last couple of days, but in fairness, the news has been pretty poor in relation to stuff that expats, I think, here in Thailand and people abroad would be interested in. But basically, this man, a Russian guy, and there was an assassination attempt on him. That's the best way to describe it. He survived, and they now have somebody in custody. And the police are, well, not being very upfront with what's going on. They're kind of keeping it all to themselves. And I find that a little bit suspicious because normally when the police have their man they like very quickly to parade him out in front of people and show what a great job they have done so that has yet to happen so we'll have to keep our eye on this story and we'll see if this is the guy if it's not and of course hopefully we'll be able to update you in the next couple of days now hoteliers back review of tax structure Hotel operators are in agreement with the Bangkok governor, who has urged the government to review the tax structure, which now uses land value as a benchmark rather than revenue. Bangkok Governor Chatan Chat City Punt said revenue from tax collection significantly dropped after the country implemented the new land and building tax based on land value, replacing a tax structure that used business income as the reference. Marisa Sukasal, president of the Thai Hotels Association, said hotel operators would agree if the government were to revert to the previous method of tax collection based on income generated from each plot of land. She said this method is more reasonable for hotels which normally have inconsistent levels of revenue compared with shopping malls or office buildings which receive fixed and stable income from their tenants. Calculating tax from income could help the government regain an appropriate level of revenue and would help reduce inequality as there are some types of businesses that pay a lower rate of tax when using the land price as a benchmark, said Miss Marisa. She said the current tax rate causes problems for hotel operators when there is a crisis, as following the pandemic some hotels remained closed and had no income, yet were still taxed at the same rate. Many smaller hotels in the city centre face a hefty tax rate as their locations have a high appraisal value based on the land, even though their revenue have still not been fully recovered. Some hotels opted to close all their buildings or partial areas for renovation. Under the previous method of assessing tax, operators were allowed to calculate the tax based on the actual space that was being utilised. We would approve the government reverting to the previous tax collection scheme, Miss Marisa said. If we earn more income, we'd be delighted to pay a higher amount of tax. According to the Hotel Business Operator Sentiment Index in May, average occupancy dropped to 51.4% from 56.7% in April because it is the low season and the domestic stimulus program has ended. The THA and the Bank of Thailand anticipate average occupancy to decrease to about 48% for the month of June. She said foreign tourists began to dominate the market in Thailand last month as 55% of hotels said more than 50 of their guests were foreigners, particularly from Asia, the Middle East and China. Miss Marisa said five-star hotels outperformed other segments as 59% of their guests had a longer average stay than registered before the pandemic, while most hotels reported that 47% of guests were now staying for longer than before the pandemic. So moving along now to another story, and it's in relation basically to the election that took place on May 14th. We're nearly a month now past. The results have not been officially declared as such. They have until the middle of July to do that. But nevertheless, uh, Peter Lim Janarat, who is the Move Forward Party leader and their 
only prime ministerial candidate seems to be getting himself in more and more trouble with the whole issue of the media shares that he have and uh, there were some developments during the week and let's go through them now his ambitions are facing serious hurdles the election commission's decision to pursue possible criminal charges against move forward party leader peter lim janarat could pose a serious threat to his chance of becoming thailand's next prime minister according to a political analyst they said senators opposed to peter would have an excuse not to vote for his prime ministerial nomination while the case against him is pending in the criminal court the election commission on friday agreed unanimously to reject complaints that would have led to peter being disqualified as the may 14th election candidate peter was alleged to have owned 42,000 shares in itv a media company election candidates are legally barred from owning shares in media companies peter insisted that the shares were an inheritance from his late father and he was only its custodian peter disposed of the shares last week however the election commission is convinced that there is enough grounds to charge peter for violating the election law the commission said peter registered as a candidate in the election knowing that he was not qualified to do so if found guilty peter faces a penalty of 10 years in prison and a fine of up to 200,000 baht he also faces the possibility of having his voting rights deprived for 20 years practically denying him any chance of running in elections or holding political office during this period Peter over the weekend insisted of his innocence and said he had not been officially notified by the commission of its ruling and the pending charges. Peter is in the process of forming a post-election coalition government with seven other political parties with him as prime minister. However, whether he will get enough support from the 250 military appointed senators to clinch the country's top executive post is still a big question mark. Now, sometimes Sirisa Korn, a former election commissioner, said he believes the court proceeding against Peter is most likely to drag on while its nomination as prime minister is decided in the parliament. It would provide the senators with a good excuse not to vote for Peter, said Sam Chai. Other political anarchists also agreed that it would t- make it difficult for Peter to get support from the senators. Executive of Move Forward Party described the move by the election commission as part of the ploy to block Peter from becoming prime minister. Leader of opposition. Thai Liberal Party, Mr. Simas Vashas, however, said the senators should not use this case against Peter as an excuse not to vote for his prime ministerial nomination. He said Peter must be assumed innocent until proven guilty. So it looks like the Electoral Commission have decided now to go down the route of criminal charges, which is a little bit funny because I don't quite understand this so in 2019 peter had these shares and he disclosed these to the national anti-corruption corruption commission which is the naccc and he told them he had these shares so he's known he's had these shares before he decided to run for parliament but what i don't understand is he was a member of parliament from 2019 up until now in the previous term of the government let's say so he was a member of the opposition So was he not allowed to run then, even though he had the shares? So why wasn't he prosecuted then for having the shares? Because he would have fully known that he had those shares if he had ran to be a member of parliament back then. And now when his time has come to lead a government, they suddenly have decided that they're going to prosecute him based on him knowingly having these shares and knowingly being disqualified. It all seems a bit iffy, but they've dismissed the three other charges of having shares I, I don't get it. It seems like it's very oddly balanced here. I think, and what I would read into this, is that the election commission, who, have, by the way, were all picked by the 250-member Senate, which is comprised of all the military guys. So these are hand-picked 
guys, right, from the previous junta. And it looks like to me they're finding whatever way they can to make sure that this guy does not become prime minister. And to me, it's a disgrace. Now, as for PETA, and I said this before, but the previous leader of his party was barred for the exact same thing. And I do find it lazy, careless, and maybe, maybe even, well, he couldn't really give a shit because he thinks he's above the law when he's running that he knew he had these shares because in 2019, he disclosed them to the NACCC, as I said, which is the National Anti-Corruption Commission. Was he being lazy? Did he just think it didn't matter? Or did he? does he think, like many people in power in Thailand, that rules and regulations don't actually apply to them? Couldn't believe that he could think that considering that his boss, previous to him, basically was barred from political office from 10 years and removed as a MP as well back in 2019. So it does, I do find it very, very strange. I would have thought that the Move Forward Party would have gone through everything. person that was being nominated to become a parliamentarian, that they would have gone through their background, their shares, what they owe, or sorry, what they own, to make sure that, that there is no way that people could come after them for simple things like this owning shares in a media company it is bizarre it's beyond belief as i said is it lazy or is it the fact that they just believe the law really doesn't apply to them because they have money i'd love to know what you think about this down below in that comment section and finally gentlemen and ladies out there airfares may stay sky high say industry experts and i know that prices at the moment for airfares are getting a little bit out of control they Pre-pandemic to now, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But yet the oil price is falling, but the airfares stay the same. Now go figure that. Despite the recent fall in oil prices, high airfares may still be in place for some time to come, say airline industry professionals and experts. The gradual return of demand for travel last year following the lifting of COVID-related travel restrictions had already given the signal for higher fares. But this year, just as the airlines are expecting to see passenger numbers almost back to pre-crisis levels, prices have really taken off. In France in April, the average cost of an air ticket was 32.6% higher than four years earlier, according to the French Civil Aviation Authority. That increase was as much as 51% for flights to the Asia-Pacific region. In the United States, the air ticket price index published by the St. Louis Federal Reserve showed an 11% increase between April 2019 and April 2023. This is despite the fact that oil prices have eased since peaking in the wake of the Russia invasion of Ukraine in early 2022. Now, the International Airport Transport Association, IATA, estimates that the price of jet fuel will fall to an average of 98 $5 a barrel this year compared with $135.60 last year. That's representing between 25 and 30% of airline costs. Fuel normally has a significant effect on ticket prices. However, labor costs and other costs associated with this supply chain seem to be higher or rising. And that's according to Maria Owens Thompson, the IATA's chief economist. Airlines will have to find a way to cover those costs or they will start making losses again at a time when they are barely back in the black and have to pay off the colossal debts incurred due to COVID-19, she added, at the general meeting of her association, which brings together 300 airlines from around the world. Now, for Vic Chrishan, a specialist in the airline sector at the strategy consultancy McKinsey, the main issue is now less about oil prices and more about the fact that there are too few seats chasing too many people who want to be in them. 
Despite order books that are sometimes full right up to the end of the decade, aircraft manufacturers are struggling to meet their delivery targets because of shortages of parts or materials from their suppliers. There is also the thorny issue of labour costs. Many airlines have to recut their deals with their flights and cabin crews, but also all of the supply, the ground handlers, the maintenance shops, they all had to pay considerably higher wages coming out of COVID, said Jeffrey Weston from the consultancy Bain & Company. There aren't many factors that are going to bring down ticket prices, echoed Pascal Fabe, aviation expert specialist at Alex Partners. And given that the airline industry will have to invest hundreds, if not thousands of billions of dollars in new aircraft and renewable fuels, if it hopes to meet its 2050 decarbonization target, Owen Thompson of IATA sees no respite for consumers at any time. Costs are likely to increase until such a point when all of these solutions have become commercially viable and produced at scale, she said. When we reach that lucky amount, we can start thinking that these costs can decline again. I cannot pinpoint necessarily when this is going to happen, but I'm tempted to say 2040. So are we going to hear now that prices are going to stay like this for the next 15 years? And uh, that's it on the airline industry. I'd love to know, guys, by the way, for people who fly a lot, have you seen significant increases in the price of flights around the world? I'd love to know your thoughts about that down below in the comment section. And folks, that's it for today. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, delighted you're ready to join us and we'll see you again tomorrow morning. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.